Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed, Alleluia. Christ has ascended on high. He reigns forever, Alleluia. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord, Alleluia. May I offer you a very warm welcome on this Sunday after Ascension Day. My name is the Reverend Professor Gina Radford. And until a year ago, I was Deputy Chief Medical Officer of England, where I had the privilege of looking after people's physical and mental health. Now I'm Team Vicar here in South Brent and Rattery on the edge of South Dartmoor, where I have the privilege of looking after and supporting people's spiritual health. And so I now open the doors of St Petrox Church South Brent virtually rather than really and warmly invite you to join with me in worshipping our Lord. Now this week is Mental Health Awareness Week which has a particular resonance this year. As many of us are facing the challenges that Covid has brought to us Mental health and well-being is a theme that will be running through our service and further resources can be found on the Church of England website. So now let us gather our thoughts, let us still our minds as we listen to some music and prepare ourselves to worship God.
seeing we have a great high priest who has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith and make our confession to Almighty God. O King enthroned on high, filling the earth with your glory, holy is your name, Lord God Almighty. In our sinfulness we cry to you to take our guilt away and to cleanse our lips to speak your word through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May God Almighty, who sent his Son into the world to save sinners, bring you his pardon and his peace, now and forever. Amen. Hi, my name is Jenny Flanagan and I work for Youthscape in Luton and I run an online support service for 14 to 19 year olds who are struggling with self-harm, which can be accessed by anyone from across the country. I love my job because it feels like an amazing privilege to get to build relationships with these young people, to draw alongside them uh, when they're struggling. Often they find it very difficult to talk about these kinds of struggles that they have with anyone face to face, but they do want to reach out for help in the online world. And it feels like such a gift to be able to um, offer them some support in that space. Um, as you can imagine, lots of people are accessing our service at the moment. Lots of young people are finding their anxiety is increasing, not knowing what's going to happen in the future. Lots of them are stuck in really difficult family situations, um, some of them dealing with grief. Um, and I pray for all of the young people that I work with that me and my team would have the right words to say to help them to find the next step forward, to seed hope in their imaginations that there is a way forward, that there are other ways that they can manage some of these uh, difficulties and to know that they are not alone. The first reading is taken from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verses 6 to 14. When the apostles had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you'll restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the time or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken away from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. When they had entered the city, they went to the room upstairs where they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Jet Zealot, and Judas, son of James. All these were constantly devoting themselves to prayer, 
together with certain women, including Mary, the mother of Jesus, as well as his brothers. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I am delighted to be able to join you today, and I'm particularly pleased that this week's service is focused on the importance of positive mental health and well-being. Mental health is an issue Catherine and I care passionately about, and we are determined to do all we can to remove the stigma attached to it. The impact of coronavirus has been far-reaching, and we shouldn't underestimate its effects on us and on those in our families and communities. Whether people have lost or are worrying about loved ones, struggling with isolating at home, feeling anxious about job security, or working on the front line, now more than ever, it is important that we talk to one another about issues we're struggling with. And it is okay to not feel okay. So as we mark the final day of Mental Health Awareness Week, I want to encourage anyone who has concerns about their own mental health or that of others to reach out. For some, that may be through prayer and quiet reflection. For others, it could be talking to a fellow parishioner, friend or family member about how they're feeling. Whoever you talk to, connecting with someone and finding the words to open up can be a life-changing step. I understand that some people will be worried about burdening other people in the midst of this crisis but people should not feel afraid to start a conversation. Your mental health is just as important as your physical health, and it is worthy of attention. These are, of course, challenging circumstances for us all. And like so many others, it has taken us time to adjust to a new way of living. Catherine and I have both found great comfort in the wonderful acts of kindness we have seen happening right across the nation. The Christian teachings of faith, hope, and love could not be more appropriate as we all try to navigate our way through these uncertain times. I want to end by offering mine and Catherine's gratitude for all that Church of England churches are doing to bring a sense of community, togetherness and peace to all those who are struggling. These connections will be more important than ever in the weeks and months ahead. Thank you.
Alleluia, Alleluia. Jesus said, Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. Alleluia. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John chapter 17 from verse 1 to verse 11. Glory to you, O Lord. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people, to give eternal life to all whom you haven't given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you have gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave me, that I, I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I'm asking on their behalf. I'm not asked on behalf of the world but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I'm no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me so they may be one as we are one. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Imagine what it must have been like for those first disciples. They'd been through a complete roller coaster of emotions. First the triumphal entry, then the crucifixion, then the resurrection, and Jesus appearing to them on several occasions. And now they have watched him ascend to heaven. They must have stood there on the Mount of Olivet, staring up at the sky, open-mouthed, perhaps even wondering if he'd come back. In fact, they stayed there so long that two men in white came and had to tell them, Jesus is gone. And so they had to leave that mountain and go back to Jerusalem, to the room where they were all staying, back from the mountaintop into the reality of life and a very uncertain future. I wonder what emotions were going through them at that time. Concern, anxiety, sadness that they had lost Jesus, a sense of desolation, but above all, I'm sure, 
a real sense of a very uncertain future. I wonder if any of these feelings are familiar to you at this present time. We all go through difficult times in life, but at this moment when we're all facing this coronavirus and all the challenges it brings, many of us are finding it particularly difficult. Now, for some of us, some of these challenges are part of our life experience as we struggle with mental ill health. For others, this is a new experience and we may not be quite sure how to cope. Mental Health Awareness Week has a very particular significance this year for all of us, as more of us are struggling with our own mental health and well-being. For some people of faith, this is particularly difficult. Surely, we think, my faith should see me through. But we need to face the reality that we are body, mind and spirit. We are whole people. I am just as susceptible to mental ill health as I am to physical ill health. Some of the greatest people of faith struggled with mental ill health issues. C.S. Lewis, Charles Spurgeon, Martin Luther, Mother Teresa, just to name but a few. The Bible is full of struggling, suffering people who God uses in their vulnerability. So how can we face these challenges? And maybe the experience of those first disciples can give us some pointers. Firstly, it's that we need to be assured that God loves us unconditionally. Jesus had reminded the disciples in the upper room that God loved them. He was staring Peter in the eyes, Peter who was to deny him. Judas, who was to betray him. Thomas, who was to doubt him. God loves us as we are with all our faults and our differences and our issues. He loves us unconditionally, as many parents love their children. As I know my dog loves me, warts and all. Secondly, we need to remember that we are not alone in this life. Jesus also promised the disciples the Holy Spirit who would come and be with them so that they would not have to face the struggles and uncertainties alone. And that promise is for us. Is for us. The Holy Spirit comes to us to give us the comfort to ensure us and assure us. This is a God who knows what it is to suffer physically and mentally. Remember on the cross, as he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God doesn't ask us to pretend nothing is happening, but he promises to walk with us in and through whatever we are going through. He offers us hope, a hope that is based on that promise that he will be with us and a hope of a better future with him in eternity. And it is this hope, this conviction that will enable us to live our lives in the present.
to say, as a concentration camp victim said, I believe in the sun even when it's not shining. I believe in love even when I don't feel it. And I believe in God even when he's silent. But thirdly, we need to reconnect and refocus. To reconnect firstly with God, coming to him in honesty with all our challenges and issues. Remember those disciples, they went back to the room where we read they constantly prayed. Now, prayer isn't as complicated as we sometimes make it out. It's simply coming to God, to be with him, to communicate with him, often without words, with all that we are and all that we have, and just to be in his presence. Often when everything's going well, we don't make time for prayer. And so often it's actually when we're struggling that we turn to God to cry out for his guidance and his support. But we also need to reconnect with others because we know that being with others, communicating with others is very important for our flourishing as human beings. So in whatever way we can, as difficult as it is now, we need to find ways of connecting with others. Just as those early disciples did, they were all together in that room to provide support and comfort. How are you? I wonder how often you've asked that of someone else. So often the answer we want to hear is, I'm fine, thank you, so we can move on. But are we prepared for the person who does open up to us in their vulnerability, who tells us the answer truthfully? Are we prepared in love to be with and support that person? And then, of course, we need to reconnect with ourselves, to accept ourselves as we are, to love ourselves as we are. Because that's how God approaches us. He loves us as we are. This is also what the disciples had to learn. Peter had to learn that God forgave the fact that he disowned him. Thomas had to learn to accept the fact that he had his doubts. We have to accept who we are in the knowledge that we are beloved of God. Then the disciples returned to Jerusalem. None of us can live on the mountaintop. We've all got to live in the reality, the messiness that is our everyday life. But let us remember that God loves the whole of who we are unconditionally. Let us take time to reconnect with God, with others, with ourselves. And let us remember that we are not alone in this life. God walks with us in and through our joys and sorrows. He will never leave us or forsake us. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and staff comfort me.
as we go forward into this week, whoever you are, wherever you are, and whatever you are dealing with at this moment, be assured that you are not alone. God walks with you and offers you his unconditional love. Let us declare our faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Though he was divine, he did not cling to equality with God, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a slave. He was born in human likeness. He humbled himself and was obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God has raised him on high, and given him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, 
every knee should bow and every voice proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. And so now let us join together in prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, hear us as we pray for ourselves, for one another, for your church and for a needy world. We pray for those who are anxious, isolated, lonely or grieving because of the COVID-19 pandemic. We pray for all for whom social distance, self-isolation or shielding has caused separation from the ones they love. We pray for those whose mental health has suffered because of the impact of the pandemic on our lives, our jobs and our economy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lament the stigma and prejudice that infected our attitudes to mental illness long before COVID-19 appeared. We pray for all who have not been made welcome in our churches, our communities, our homes or our hearts. We remember especially the homeless, prisoners, the poor, members of the UK's minority ethnic or LGBTQ communities, and all whose mental health has suffered because of exclusion, prejudice, discrimination, rejection, bullying, or cruel words. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all whose thoughts or feelings are troubled. We pray for those who are depressed, anxious, or afraid, for those who feel that you are far away from them, and for those who feel that life is not worth living. We pray for those whose high moods endanger their well-being and that of those around them. We pray for those who hear voices that are intrusive, threatening, abusive or evil. We pray for those whose thoughts are dominated by delusional beliefs. We pray for those who struggle with cravings for alcohol, drugs, food, gambling or sex. We pray for those who suffer from anorexia and for all whose body image is a source of distress to them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for relatives, friends, carers and all who struggle with the impact of mental ill health on relationships, homes and families. We pray for children and families receiving help from child and adolescent mental health services. We pray for children and adults traumatised by sexual, physical or emotional abuse. We pray for those who suffer mental ill health in old age, for those whose memories and faculties are taken from them by dementia and for those who care for them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for counsellors, psychotherapists, psychiatrists, clinical psychologists, nurses, occupational therapists, chaplains, and all who care for people suffering from mental illness. We pray for members of therapeutic communities, mutual support groups and recovery colleges. We pray for charities and local church projects devoted to the care and support of people with mental health problems. We pray for those who undertake research into mental disorders, seeking to relieve and prevent mental suffering. We pray for politicians, policymakers and managers who seek to plan, build and deliver better, more effective and more compassionate mental health services. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Heavenly Father, we pray that as Christ's body here on earth and empowered by the Holy Spirit, we might bring healing and new life to those who suffer in mind and soul, both within our churches and in wider society. May we be bringers of forgiveness, kindness, faith, hope and love. Save us from shallow answers that add to the suffering of others. Help us to listen well. We pray that our churches may be places within which we welcome, nurture, encourage and include one another and in which we do not tolerate stigma and prejudice. May we know your presence with us. May we find you in one another and may we be Christ for others. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, the King of glory, you have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph in your kingdom of heaven. We beseech you, leave us not comfortless, but send your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to the place where our Saviour, Christ, is gone before, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So now we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The love of the Lord Jesus draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus strengthen you in his service. And the joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you this day and forevermore. Amen.
second guessing we know that we are protected may the peace that surpasses all understanding be our message grace and favors in your nature in your essence may favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and the children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations Thank you. 